Hi, my name is Bodhi Asamoto. Welcome back to the Green and Black Podcast. Today we'll be just, you know, like always, recapping this past week. Well, these past, what, three weeks now in UH Sports? Wow, we've been gone for a while. And a little bit more. So without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, Reese. So, I mean, like always before we get into it, how was your spring break? How was your last week? And how was your this week? <laughs> oh, where to begin on that one? Um, God, you know, we did this last week before it got cut off. I, first off, let, let me apologize for our technical difficulties last week because I was in my car and then I got a text on my watch saying Bodhi from Bodhi saying like, Technical difficulties. We're not going to be able to put out an episode this week. I was like, oh, okay, why? And it's like, oh, because your mic got cut off for like the last half hour. And that was because I turned it off when I went to go use the bathroom. And then I forgot to turn it back on. So I apologize for not being able to put out an episode last week because there was a lot of really good stuff in there that we're going to have to talk about again. And some things that we won't be talking about again. Because That's true. That's, we, we don't we do were, that here. <laughs> But like always, I mean, I'm just tired. That that's just yeah, how I honestly, am, like it's... perpetually. Life life of a student, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, let's get into, I guess, the first marquee sport of the spring. I mean, it, it's just kind of become the marquee sport because they won the national championship. But it's gonna some men's volleyball. They went two and zero, only losing I think a single set to the CSUN Matadors. I think so. But yeah, it was it was it was three one on Friday, right, and then three zero on Saturday. Was, oh shoot! I think because it was it was deuces in that third set on Saturday. I think that's right. It was deuces because I was in my seat thinking, "Oh no, am I gonna get home at ten o- at like eleven o'clock again?" But yeah, I, I think you're right. It was. 3-0 on the second day because the uh, final set went into deuces. Yes, because I'm looking at it right now. So it, we, are, I was right. It is. It was 3-1 on Friday, um, and then 3-0 on Saturday, because Northridge won, or because Hawaii won 25-11, 25-17, And yeah, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch this one because as soon as I went home from covering baseball I was just exhausted I put the articles out and I still actually haven't put out our softball ones yet so I need to do that and then but like from what I heard it was it was very interesting because I think was Friday the Spiros Hawkins he had his career high night yeah I think yeah it was Friday because so Spiros came into the um, post game on Saturday too I think and he was Wait, no, no, sorry, it was Jakob Tella who came in on Saturday night, and he talked about how he thought that they had a better, like, overall night in the second game because, you know, they get to diversify, which is in the first quote of my men's volleyball recap plug. But, um, yeah, he said he thought they had a better night because they got to diversify, you know. Jakob Tella said it to a more, or, like, said it around to different people, Mukleos, Galloway, Hoagland, Voss, you know, all those guys got involved. But, yeah, I, I do remember because Hakas had a career high, I think it's 24 kills on Friday night. Uh, you know, another thing that I kind of wanted to, you know, touch on is Elehu Choi coming on. He didn't start any games, but he, like, I think he came in in the third set on in, friday or was it the second i think it was it was either the third or fourth set on friday right and then the third yeah. on saturday Be- so he i know he played he played relatively well like he you know first you know probably like i think second appearance this season like first real game action he played not bad i think that friday night it, it was a li- it was pretty rough on saturday and to which charlie replied he really brought him in just to see if it would, like, spark something. And especially because he's such a crowd favorite. The Farrington grad, you know, a guy from the islands, graduated from Farrington. Go Govs, I guess. I don't know, Kalani. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Your school would have a would, would roll over in there. 
I don't, I, I've been to that stadium once. It was kind of weird. At Farrington? Yeah, I've been to that, yeah. It's actually pretty nice. It was just really windy it, the one time uh, I It's also there. weird getting – so I don't know if you've ever been there, but the entrance, like, at least for the band, is, like, right by the hoftailing exit. Like, you know, under that bridge. <laughs> it just – it feels so, so jank. <laughs> like, nice stadium and all, but just entering it feels like you're in – Sorry for people who live in Michigan, but it feels like you're in Detroit. <laughs> That's what everybody says about Kalihi, right? Because it's like inner city. No, like I'm serious. Like I had a my one of my, I w- I had a group group project with one of somebody from who went to Farrington, and he's a really smart guy, really great guy, and everything. But he was like, he was like, I hate when people are like, oh, you you're doing so well for someone who lives in the in the inner city, and it's like. It's like lower class, and it's like all this stuff, and he's like, I hate those stereotypes and everything, but like... Not to be rude, but Klee Streets suck, man. Like, you've ever, if you've ever driven out there, it's terrible. (laughs) Like, I'm genuinely scared for my car every time I go driving out there. It's worse when you have, yeah, when you have a low car, and you're on those roads, it's like... Well, if you have a low car, the chances are you might just be a douche. No offense. Well, no I'm not meaning like low, like you modify it to be low, but when oh. you have a small car. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yes, when you have a small car and you're driving and you feel everything anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And imagine driving on those roads where it's like, like they partially filled a pothole here. They overfilled it another place. And it's like, it, it's just a mess of a street. But we digress. Enough yes. about parts of Hawaii we don't like. I mean, we'll go back to Manoa, where I mean, everything is awesome. Sorry, I rewatched the Lego Movie. Don't don't worry about it. Just the first one, right? I never actually saw the second one. I haven't seen the second one. I don't think it, it must have not been that good. Then. Sequels are usually never really that good. That's true. But I mean, honestly, that's pretty much the whole story. Brett Stewart came in in the final minutes of the uh, third to you know, maintain some stability in the back end. But, I mean, overall, they remain undefeated. But now, here's the exciting part of men's volleyball, because guess where they're headed? They're headed to the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California. (laughs) Bring out your noisemakers, bring out your trumpets, bring out the band, because, boy, people are making some noise. (laughs) It's funny you say that, because there was a lot of mentions on twitter about how it was like noisemakers are not actually prohibited at the welter pyramid so round it up bows round it up yeah so i even put one out and then we'll talk about that one later but yeah i believe wasn't it jonathan who put out the um yes. initial tweet yeah yes and well i think i think even tiff wells put something out oh well shout out to you guys tiff wells yeah, jonathan and- bates let's go yeah, and so that'll that'll be definitely interesting because that's uh, I think it's are, is it fair to say they're both contending for first place in the Big West right now or? Yeah, I believe Long Beach is number two right now, right? UCLA is number one. Oh, so in the ABCAs, yeah, yeah I think it's Long or UCLA one, Long Beach State two, Penn State three, and Hawaii four. Is that is that right? I think yeah, I'm gonna assume that's right. We sh- we probably should have double checked that, but. Yes, it's 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 a top five matchup. I think Saturday's game is actually, Saturday's match is actually going to be on ESPNU. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that people were re- or people in the men's volleyball community were really excited to see. And I think RPI wise too, it's going to be a top ten matchup. I think UH is number is like eight in the RPIs, and Long Beach State is number one. But yes, both both of them are at three and one right now. So. I think Friday's game will pretty much put whoever in first place or the winner in first place. And it'll it'll definitely be a very interesting thing to see. I think I don't I don't know a lot about Long Beach State's roster this year, but I would think that they have pretty much everybody back from that 2021 team. I wonder if there's any lo- uh, love lost between Charlie Wade and Al Knight. Was their relationship between them good before that anyway? Because that was kind of I've never. S- <laughs> we we sh- there, this was I I didn't really remember that much about the Soundgate is what they is what they referred to. But I actually rewatched the so 
Uh, first, shout out to Out of System, Gage Worsley, and Joe Worsley's YouTube channel. But um, I rewatched the uh, Long Beach State game because I, I first heard about the Soundgate. Like, because I, I, I'm a new men's volleyball fan. That, that's fair to say. But um, so I rewatched it because I've heard or I heard about the story. So I went to go watch the game. I really want a gif of some point of Charlie Wade going. Uh, deal with it. That that just seems like an awesome thing to have. Even the L one that Tanner put out. The again, L. Yeah, it was like that one was even great too. I was like, we we all we all saw that one this weekend, right? Where I think he was saying some. He put that out in response to somebody saying that they didn't want um, retro University of Hawaii football uniforms. Which oh was, yeah, why? It, know, it's such it a looks um, so nice. It was really cool. I I, I, like I don't Green. like it though. When they put it, when the numbers are disproportionate to the jerseys, I don't, I hate it, I hate that. So make sure it's like it fits perfectly. I don't know, I, I kind of would like just to see, like, you see the Kelly Green, but did you see like a giant number five on Jake Farrell's jersey? Just like very, very disproportionate. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And shout out to Jake Farrell. Yeah, I mean, shout out. I think I saw that on Saturday where it was like, he actually ran, he took his own read and he ran it. And everybody's like, oh, look at him. He's got wheels, man. Look at this guy. Look at, look at Jake right there. Speaking of guys, uh, if you haven't seen the Hawaii football Twitter, Ben Falk has been voted as worst hair on Hawaii football. That's just He's why? taking it really well, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was like, I think right away he put his response as like closest barbershops or something. I mean, guy's hilarious. Come on. He, he seems like a really yeah. good guy to talk to. I mean, that... You know, punters are people too. You know, that's yeah. What they I used always to say. have a hoodie that said "For the Brand." You know, Pat McAfee's thing. Yeah. But then again, this is coming from a guy who hasn't even put his own face on Twitter yet. So. To, no, he did it. He did it last weekend, right? Oh yeah, that's. Oh, I put like maybe what thirty percent of my face. It's still more than we've ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good segue into. Um, the other game that I was at on Friday, because, so I really only went to men's volleyball to watch, <laughs> and then eventually run Twitter. But that's because I was about thirty minutes late. Still made it in time for the um, first set. I was really shocked by that. Well, you got about an hour before. Okay. Yeah, I had about an hour yeah. before too. You had about you know, an hour in game. between um, the start of water polo and, and men's volleyball. Men, yeah. Water polo goes by really quick, right? So. so it's about an hour for the game, but then, you know, like, going around, getting press, uh, getting post-game with Coach Mo and all that. By the time, it's probably like 15, 20 minutes. But, yeah, water polo came out. They beat the Santa Barbara Gauchos. And so it was weird. So when I was in the men's volleyball presser after, I was talking with Brian McInnes of Spectrum News. Right, that that's the name, Spectrum News. Uh, yeah, Spectrum News, right? Okay, yeah, and you know we were both there for the CSUN win. Where, interesting enough, she was not too happy about, it, even though they won by ten. And he had asked me like, "Oh, how was Coach Mo this time?" And I gotta tell you, this time she seemed happier with her team, or at least more content with how they played. She said, "I mean, they they still had to work on some communication issues, which I mean, you know." Probably always had to work on communication. It's a, yeah. it's a growing process. Yeah. But she, I think she thought that overall her team played relatively well against the Gauchos. Yeah, I think it's it's they're they're always going to be the favorites, right, in the Big West. Is it fair to say? I mean, I don't know how many college water polo teams there are in the in the country. I can't imagine it's a lot, but. You know, Hawaii is always going to be consistent. I mean, it was like what, a sixteen to five win over UC Santa Barbara, who was like it was like a tie for seventeenth in the polls, something like that. Yeah, something they like always that. have very very strong showings against at, at least the lower ranking teams. I think if it pretty much, I don't know if they've lost to a, I don't even know if they've lost to a lower ranking team than them this year. I think so. Technically, yes. I think Michigan, Michigan, right? that Michigan first season one. opener, yes. But other than that, everything else was kind of like, I think they lost to what, UCLA by like two. 
they've lost to UCLA and then they've lost to USC three times. Like three times. Yeah, they, they were all pretty close too. There was about two or mm-hmm. three. And then, yeah, I mean, just there was a they, – they've been pretty consistent over that. They Other than that, they've pretty much won by um, – Yeah, they just absolutely destroyed Florida's Yeah, I mean, I mean we're looking that at – That was an epic game. Yeah, we're looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, you had a couple wins in overtime over UC Irvine and Michigan in the Triton Invitational in La Jolla. So it was close. Then you got another one against Michigan, then I think the next week or two weeks – in Irvine, and then other than that, it's been, you know, winning by more than four or five points. So, you know, it's very – it'll be interesting to see how far this team goes in the in both the Big West and the NCAA tournaments to me. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Because it sounds like they could go all the way in the Big West, but the NCAAs are another thing. Yeah, so that – in my opinion, at least, you know, my, my limited water polo opinion <laughs> – it's a lot more than mine. I'll give you that. <laughs> it, apparently, it's a lot more than a lot of people on the desk because <laughs> everyone was seems scared. But that's for another time. Um, I mean, yeah, it, in my opinion, they probably have the Big West locked up. It's the NCAAs, like you said, that they've always struggled in. Last year, they went one and done against UCLA. It It's always been a good team, but... They really need to take that next step to be a great team that, you know, competes in the NCAAs and, sorry, sorry, doesn't get one and done. No, that's a fair assessment because that's what that's what people want, right? They don't want – as much as they like teams that make the NCAA tournaments, they like teams that, that aren't – That win. That win. They're not going to go one and done or, you know, one and done or never make it out of the second round every year, that sort of thing. I mean, Yeah, they're basically the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we we all saw pretty much how much hate there was going towards like in Aranganot. If if they didn't win that first round game, this, like they did this month, people were thinking that he was probably going to be done after this year. And then you know, with that first round win, he might have bought himself a couple of years. I think the door is still open on that. From what I can leave the door open, Bruno Mars. From what I've heard, it is still very much a possibility. But I think he's bought himself a couple of years with that, especially with. All the people that they're going to be returning. I mean, hopefully they get Noel Coleman back from that. But yeah, I mean, going back, nobody likes a nobody really likes one and done teams, don't they? Do they? We're really just going to skip over the fact that I just like destroyed the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like that's not that's not a really an achievement, is it? Because <laughs> I suppose not. I mean, sorry, you could, just, you could just look at the Dallas Cowboys and just be like, <laughs> they've already suffered enough, Bodie. Did you look at their free agency? Yeah, dude, it feels bad. Randy Gregory was about to sign with them, and then apparently at the last minute they were trying to change something. So he was like, nah, screw that. I'm going to Denver. Yeah, I mean, and then Lyle Collins, and then they traded Amari Cooper. And then I think, they, did they lose out on Connor Williams too? Or yeah, was... so Connor Williams is with the Dolphins. Yeah, so. Yep. Actually, who isn't with the Dolphins at this point? Uh... Brady. 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 I still remember when Brady went to Tampa and we were like, is he going to do that well? He traditionally hasn't been a warm weather quarterback. <laughs> Look how stupid we all feel now. Yeah. We should get back on track, shouldn't we? We should. So, I mean, moving off of now water polo. Yeah, so that's enough of whatever that was. <laughs> we get off topic a lot. But, um, again... Uh, we, we should call this the We Digress podcast. But <laughs> change the name. <laughs> yeah, change the name midway through. But uh, yeah, that was our news editor. But yeah, so we should probably get back on topic to baseball. So Reese, as is well established, I know genuinely nothing. Take it away. Well, so yes, baseball went one and two against the defending Big West champion UC Irvine. And Eaters last week. Um, it was kind of a very different, um, very different weekend, I guess, because oh, first off, baseball was they lost on UH lost on Friday, I think six to five, and then they came back, they won four to three, and then they lost seven to one in what was actually a very, very, very heated game. Or not heated, but 
there were a couple of ejections and then UH actually turned in a couple of protests that they've um, they've since rescinded and wait so is that like a like an official thing like you can send a protest to the yeah. big west to like contest an umpire's call yes so they did that twice oh my god that's insane so we should we should clear that up because that was probably the most important or the biggest thing to come out of that weekend is that um uh first well it's it doesn't really it's kind of a moot point that because um rich hill told the media earlier tuesday actually that they he's rescinded those two protests which was interesting i think he would have won the second protest to me but um Going back to the, so the first one, it was um, they called interference or obstruction, whatever you want to call it, on um, UH catcher Dallas J. Duarte um, for blocking home plate. And he kind of was blocking it, but it was kind of like he was sort of playing for the force out as opposed to going for the tag. And because it was one out, I believe. And then so, but you know, he didn't have a force out. Let me, let me clarify that. He had, he had to go for the tag. And from what I was told by um, um, UH's pitching coach, Matthew Troop, great guy, by the way, um, he was he was actually called out on the replay on the challenge because UH challenged it. But then they called obstruction and they called him safe. From there, it got that's where it went wrong because UH, because Rich Hill got mad. I think he went out to contest that. They told him to stay on the third base side of the by the dugout but he kept heading out and then when he went to head out to make a pitching change he got tossed because i guess he was still talking to the umpire about that but he went to make the pitching change he got tossed and then they tried to make the pitching change again and they wouldn't let him that's what the second protest was about and so like what happens when rich hill gets tossed like who becomes the like so interim Assistant coach Dave Nakama was the, was the interim. He's he's actually been a head coach before. He used to coach at San Jose State or something. Um, but he was the interim for the rest of the game. He was the third base coach as well because that was Hill's spot. And um, from what he's the hitting coach, from what we and then it was it was just really it sort of I didn't want to say killed the mood, but Hawaii went zero for nine with like one walk after that at the plate so it was kind of like it, it sort of dampened it because they were up one nothing before that inning and they lost seven to one in that because they you see everybody scored like six runs in that seventh inning and then dallas j duarte and then dallas j duarte got ejected in the ninth for arguing balls and strikes from behind the plate which i've i've seen like once happened like once in the entire time i've watched baseball and he actually is he's actually been suspended for this for one game oh my god for that I don't know if I can't I don't remember if that was a big west thing or a team thing but he was he's going to be suspended for Friday's game against UC Santa Barbara but overall it was it was very interesting I mean even Saturday's win was kind of like all right because UH scored all four runs off of fielding errors and there were like five by UC Irvine in that game and it it was crazy I think somebody I think it was Harrison Kuroda one of the analysts for on the radio side, he said that the UC Irvine starter actually had lowered his earned run average, and he still lost the game. Like, I'm, I don't know if I don't know if I've actually heard of that one either. Bodie's Bodie's staring at me like I have eyes glazed over, blank face. <laughs> no, but, I'm just I'm thinking. So, I got two things on my mind. One, whenever you say Dallas Duarte's name, I think of remember the UCLA tight end Thomas Duarte, the Asian guy. No, I don't. Well, he looks like this. But he was like a Madden like legend for being Asian. <laughs> but no, it, it made me think of that. And second, it made me think I'm so glad I never played baseball because I think I explained it really badly, just to be clear. No, yeah, but no, I think it's it's probably good I didn't play baseball because I would have gone tossed so many times. If you never watched me play soccer, don't you that you, don't. you that angry where it's like do you you get carded during soccer too? You know the crazy thing is I've never been carded. I don't know how. But well, that was kind of the crazy thing too, is because you know like I, this this was Rich Hill's second ejection of this of the season, 
he got ejected last week as well um, in, in Long Beach. But, you know, the way you in, he, you see him interact with these umpires, it was kind of almost, I don't want to say bound to happen, but it was... Ballsy. It, it was sort of, you could kind of see it because every time he goes out and discusses with these umpires, it's like if they have a short fuse, he's going to get tossed every time. But only like the last couple of weeks has he actually been tossed by the umpires. So, again... Interesting week. Um, I think Tanner Hayward's Tanner Hayward said that he never wants to see these umpires again, and he actually might because um, they're Big West umpires. So we could probably see them again come in like a two weeks, three weeks maybe. This is hilarious. It, so with you talking about his ejections and everything, it made me think of that little clip you sent out of Rich Hill saying, "We know get him, we go get him." <laughs> That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I put that out, and then people started liking that on Sunday when I posted it on Saturday night. So it was kind of like, I hope they don't think like this is what, this is what I'm. I posted this like on Sunday or something. I still that that is one of the best quotes from a UH coach I've ever seen in my life. It was fun. It was. I mean, I would like to actually use that every time they get a big win. When I post the finals, the final update, but I think it might be too much. But yeah, I mean, you when you listen to Rich Hill, especially when he, especially after a big win, he's always he's always a great guy to talk to. Very happy. I mean, we've heard a lot of things about the previous regime that we probably shouldn't get into, but like the the steps that the difference between him and Mike Trapasso at this point already, it's just incredible to watch because the players are buying in. I mean, he, he's got the state almost ready to buy in. He's got me ready to buy in. Yeah, I mean, he's it's just finding getting the right pieces intact. I mean, this is a really small roster, and they're going to be very depleted. I think they only have 12 available pitchers for um, this week's four games, four games on the road this weekend. So that'll be very interesting to see, especially because two of them are actually going to be starting. So it's not like they're going to be – so it's more like 10, to be honest, over the next four games. I should go to a baseball game with you. It might be easier to watch and learn. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or maybe just actually just even listen to somebody like Josh Pacheco. Yeah, that, that is equally that is equally a thing. But I forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, that's right. I wanted to know more about that car that got the ticket. <laughs> I heard that one. That one got a lot of people's attention, didn't it? It was, um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Let me pull that up on my on my Twitter account. So from what I can tell, I just want to say for the record is that Josh Pacheco debunked it. He he told me, he said it was a joke. I went downstairs after the game to check it. It was in fact a joke. Let me be clear about that. There was nothing in that envelope. It was just an empty one. And actually, somebody else said that it was actually there was something like a moped ticket for it. But somebody just put it on the show car in there as a joke. But then people started taking it like really seriously after that. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get in trouble, aren't I? And it was like I got some people like from like Josh Pacheco to Rob DeMello to. Oh, my God, Rob DeMello? He quoted it. and then How's it going, everybody? He quoted it. And then I think Robbie Toma, the former Notre Dame receiver, he quoted that, too. I was like, oh, my God. And then I actually put I put in a thread how it was not it was not serious after once I found that out. Yeah, I was like, I mean, it didn't even have a license plate. I was like, in hindsight, it was, it was it did kind of make sense that it was a joke because how else would they have gotten in there? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> like, you can't escape. It, you, man, UH UH parking goes that deep, huh? But yeah, it, to be fair, the first time I ever parked in a UH parking lot, I didn't know I had to pay. <laughs> it was the first time I've ever been to campus like during COVID. I was like, oh, there's no one in the boxes. Sweet, free parking. <laughs> Little did I know. I did. I had that same. Well, I didn't have that same issue. But the first time I drove to UH, I did get a parking ticket. I'm not gonna lie because I forgot to put the receipt that puts the date on it. I forgot to put it face up, and so I got a ticket for that. And actually, you know what? Have you ever actually? You're not a real UH student if you got never had a parking ticket. Is that a fair claim? Oh, so I'm not a UH student. I never got a parking. You never got a parking ticket. So it was weird because me and my friend both pulled in same spot. You guys never got a parking. He got a parking ticket. I somehow did not. I honestly couldn't tell you how. What in the? in some UH news, the big tree by uh, 
<laughs> by the main. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we've turned to a news segment somehow. It's, uh, just, it's just pulling stuff off of Reese's Twitter. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the big tree by the main walkway towards Campus Center, that has fallen. I was actually, so when I was walking into class yesterday, I think, they were chopping up the remainder of the tree, and yeah. I couldn't go inside. They chopped, I think, when I was leaving here last night, they, they pretty much finished chopping it up. Oh, yeah, because so the walkway was clear by the time I had uh, finished class and, like, 10 <laughs> Let's see, what else can we pull from Twitter? Oh, that's right. Timmy, Sil- Timmy Silas, and uh, Matt and Coach Sheffield were all at water polo. Forgot to yes, mention that. They were they there on were. Friday. It's a very interesting. I mean, when Timmy, when you have the head football coach at a water polo game, at a, yeah, is, like is, no, no disrespect to water polo, but like I mean, the crowds weren't exactly like gigantic after that, like see, after that home opener. It's a non-revenue. It's a run non-revenue sport too, right? Is that oh, correct? Oh, is it? Oh yeah, that's right. Tickets are free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, so I don't know. It, I mean, granted, this this is the number five team in the country. But when you get to see, I don't know how many times I've seen a head football coach at water polo. At, at, well, yeah, I, mean, I don't, rem- I don't even remember hearing much about Rolovich going to the um, any games really. I mean, we obviously Todd Graham didn't, and to be fair, nobody was really allowed in those. Yeah, I was the as we've talked as I've talked about many times. I was the lone writer in the stands, and I felt so awkward. <laughs> like I, mean, I still can't believe like my tweet like have I just become like I don't, I don't want to crown myself here but like have I kind of become like the guy for like Hawaii water polo you might be dude you should probably update it more to be honest because if you would probably get a pretty decent chunk of followers I would think I mean just like from that one tweet alone I got like some pretty decent traction <laughs> It reminds me of that time that uh, remember we were in the box for the Fresno State game and we, t- and I was like, I shaker. I took a risk and I I tweeted at the risk shaker and you yeah. Got it. yeah, I took a massive risk. We all well St- to be fair, Stephen did Stephen's side did kind of know that it was probably gonna be shaker because I think Chevin wasn't throwing yeah on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever practice was. Oh yeah, that's right. That's back when we didn't show up for practices. Yeah, and <laughs> and it was like. What if we're wrong? Because Shevin was dressed. Mm-hmm. It, I was like freaking out. Like, two and he came before. out of the tunnel. I was like, oh snap! And then all this stuff came out. I was like, breaking. Shevin's not gonna start or stuff. Was like, I like the night I replied to my own tweet. I said, I can't. It's likely. Yeah. Nothing's confirmed. That's why I put it when I put it out on the Kaleo Sports one. I was like, might be nothing, but Braden Shaker is starting to take most of the first team warm ups. Man, we've had some good times. Yeah. What. Must come to an end though. Yeah. What What else do we What else do we? Well, we should talk about how wet it was Friday night. That's right. I that, got drenched. <laughs> that was another topic because we had a. Well, before you went off to men's volleyball and during you went to water polo, I was like, I saw the rain coming down at the less, and I was like, it's starting to get a little heavy here at the less, but I want to know what it's like at the Kahanamoku complex, and I tagged you, and I was like, Bodie. Immediately, I sent out a selfie of me in my rain jacket. And two apparently disgusted girls. No idea what that was about. I don't know if they were disgusted. It was kind of weird, though, because you maybe it was just like a bad photo for them, but maybe because you also had it was kind of like you were almost taking a picture of them. Oh, maybe. Maybe, but you, you weren't. And then we were like, it was like, LOL. And then I put one out from Kaleo. It was like, prayers out for my guy, Bodie. He's like, he's not hurt or anything, but it just looks really wet. <laughs> Shout out to the 12th Bo, too, on Twitter. Yes. Like, that was hilarious. Come on. <laughs> when he that, cropped you, the photo and everything. That is amazing. Oh. That, that is great, great fan inter... Well, not fan, but that is great, great Twitter interaction. Like, un, undefeated. Is there something wrong? Because we're pretty much the only people who actually interact with our... With the people who reply to us on Twitter. I've never actually seen somebody else reply. Except for, like, maybe Dave... But Dave, well, Dave just I, deals with trolls. I'd like to think that we're nice people. And also these, like, I mean, if you think about, it, like, Christian and Rob and Kanoa, I'm sure Bobby Kern have been doing it for a while. 
we're kind of just students enjoying it. Do you know what I just realized? So I think Rob is actually considered like the oldest, like oldest sports slash reporter slash director for all of the Hawaii news outlets. And you know he's not even forty yet. That seems about right. It's crazy. I mean, Rob's a talented guy. He's a talented guy, and it's like he's been doing this for so long, and he's only he's still not even forty. That's he's crazy. He's literally known for how is it going, everybody. Yeah. I mean, this is. This is we could go on and on. If you're I mean, somehow listening to this, we appreciate you, Rob. Yes, thank you. And then I feel like we should get we should we have to note a couple of things. Um softball is now tied for first place in the Big West, um, with Cal State Fullerton and UC San Diego. I, I gotta say the turnaround on before we get to the next thing, the turnaround on that team has been phenomenal. Yes. Because I covered softball about a year ago and to put it light to put it nicely, they weren't very good yeah i mean it, it's it's still going to be kind of rough i think because even their non-conference schedule they kind of were like i i don't want to say blown out or anything but oklahoma they were, i mean yes to be fair they were they went what six and six and nine in non-conference play including that you know like you said that massive loss to oklahoma you know they got run ruled in both of those games and to be fair, though, actually, we should bring up the stat that Oklahoma has actually run-ruled their opponents, like, 20. Oh, Oklahoma's the, a good team. Are, aren't they defending national champions? Defending national champions. you got the NCAA's all-time home runs leader in Jocelyn Olo. Shout out, baby. Actually, not even just softball, just baseball. Even baseball, too, she has more home runs. Really? Yeah. If you That's take both crazy. Them, yeah. But, any, but anyway, yes. Um, You know, it was crazy. I think Kaina Kelly Inouye. She had she had like seven RBIs like against UC Santa Barbara a couple weeks ago, that that was like a that, that was tied a single game record. I I might have double checked that one, but yeah. And then this past week they swept CSUN. I mean, well the Friday game got canceled because of how wet it was. It was extremely. Or not wet. canceled, but it Can got postponed. To, it got postponed to Sunday. Yeah. And then, so Saturday they came out both in the doubleheader. They both they won both their those games four to three, and then they came out Sunday. They won three to one. They're now five and one in the Big West, and then I feel like we'd have to at least give a little small shout out to men's tennis. You know, you're the number. They were number seventy five in the ITA pools. Um, entering this week, they had the like the number twenty player in the country, in Andre Iligan, and you know they won both of their matches. I think matches. I think it's matches, right? You don't say matches for baseball, but you say matches for tennis. And so it's matches for volleyball and. Volleyball, maybe water polo, maybe, and then tennis, right? Tennis, I believe it's a tennis match. But anyway, yeah, they actually won over UC Davis five to two, I think, on Friday and Saturday because they actually had to stop play on Friday. I think it was due to the rain. I have to double check that one. But then they won over. They upset number fifty-three UC Santa Barbara. Wait, what is this out of? Number fifty three. To be is it fair, like out UH, of hundred. I don't know. I mean, I think it's seventy five because oh UH god. entered the pool this week at seventy five. Oh my god. I, like I know it's tennis, and I don't know a lot, but I don't know a lot about that, tennis that, either. That but, it seems like a weird number. But yeah, they're they're ten and two. I think they're on like a well prior to this week they were on like an eight game win streak, which was the most in like twenty years. So like you know, props to this men's tennis team. I think IT. I think even the women's side they were also ranked. Um, you know, I think I can't remember where they were in the ITA poll. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stall and actually, um, look at up right now. And Green I, and Black Podcast, where we shoot you straight and tell you we're stalling. Yes, we do. And then they were actually number seventy three in the ITA poll, and that was the first time they were ranked since they ended the 2018 season at number sixty five. So you know that's a that's a great thing. And it's actually the first. It was actually the first time that they were ranked in the same week in like since 2012. So that's about 10 years, right? Hard to. It's, it's, it feels weird to say that 2012 was 10 years ago. I was 10. Yeah, and then, and then lastly, I think, I hope I say this right. Kaylee Glagall and I. I know I didn't say it right, but I can't enunciate that. We are very sorry. Yes, I apologize. I know what I'm trying to say, but I. It's not coming out. And then Brooke Van Sickle. They both earned they earned both national and Big West weekly honors, um, as the pairs of the week. They went like six and zero against um, 
the conference fools they play they played. I think they went they won against yeah, number twelve Cal Poly, number fifteen Long Beach State, um, you know, and then they, I think they won I can't remember. I have to look at the schedule again. I'm sorry. But they're I'm looking at what the press release said. They're fifteen and five when they're playing as the number one flight for UH. And they've actually won eight straight matches. So it's it's a really good team. This again, this was a this was a beach volleyball team that went seventeen and eleven or something last season. You know, they were one win away from winning the Big West and maybe me I, I don't from winning the Big West tournament. I don't know if you get an automatic bid to NCAAs with that in this in beach volleyball though. But they've actually expanded the tournament, so that's another thing that's really great. And yes, in the Big West Challenge they went four and no, five and one, excuse me. They lost to UC Davis Friday morning. They came back and they won against Northridge five nothing. Five flights to none. Cal it's State called they, a flight? It's called a flight. I didn't know that until last huh. year. And Bakersfield again on Friday. They won that four to one. And then that Saturday they won against Long Beach State, Sacramento State, and Cal Poly. Um all of those are pretty well, Long Beach State and Cal Poly were pretty close as ranked opponents. They won they out they edged them out three to two. And Sacramento State was a five oh sweep. So again, really good beach volleyball team. I think they were they're still really young and they I think it's a really good mesh of experience and young players on that team. And they probably have a really good shot of winning the big West again. I mean, now the one thing that we have to, or one thing we're going to get to before we get to just random stuff that we want to talk about. Well, we, we also like talking about this because I mean, after all it was, it is the foundation of what this podcast was started about. Hawaii football. Yes. So two hirings that we missed out on that seem kind of old now, but got to highlight them. Jared Ursua, John Ursua's brother, the former Hawaii slot back and current. I think he's Seahawks. a free agent. Uh, let, let me double check. I, I'm pretty sure he's still on the roster. I think he only had like a three-year deal. That's why. And that expired because that was three years ago. Checking Wikipedia, which, as we all know, is the most reliable source on the internet. <laughs> not according to my teachers. Well, you are you are correct. He is not technically a part of the Seahawks anymore. I th- yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether he gets picked up by another team. Um, you know, he's he's kind of been hit with that injury bug. I think he tore his ACL. I don't know if it was last year or this year, but he he was out for most of twenty twenty, and then nineteen he had that big reception in week seventeen, and then twenty one. I don't think he played in that one either. But, yes, this this was the first week of spring practice for the University of Hawaii football team. Wait, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seahawks non-tender journalist John Ursula. I'm not sure entirely what that means. Um, so he's a free agent. I think non-tender means is that if you – I can't remember how it goes, but if you tender somebody, you're giving up – you either gain or, gain or give up a second-round pick. To sign some, if somebody signs in, let's. I think. Oh, and it is possible that either of them could return once they are fully recovered. So I mean, honestly, John or Sue is a, in it. Well, you know, Hawaii football. We gotta say it. A very good receiver, or at least what we've seen in Hawaii. Very good athlete. I don't know how. Well, how well versus... it'll translate to the NFL. That's the game. thing, though, is that because the run and shoot, everybody talks about how it never translates to the pros. So I don't know how good of a receiver. I think he's probably a good special if special teamer. Good special teamer. He probably will return. Probably play gunner. Probably return kicks too. I mean, I think that's how he spent most of his early days in Hawaii. Right, he was a punt returner. But yeah, I mean, he was there. I think. Chad Owens was there this past week. I, he might still be, actually be here, to be honest. I think he's still here, right? Senior, not junior. Let's let's <laughs> clarify that. Um, you know, there were there were a couple players, a couple of other players that came out. I think um, R.J. Hollis was one. Oh yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, but did you th- quote your tweet or something? I did. I did put one out um, from the Kaleo account, and then 
I'm so embarrassed because Dave actually introduced me to a former player and I can't remember his name. Like, I, 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 I legit, like, I was like, oh, hi, it was great to meet you. And I was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I played a long time. And I was like, and he was, he was still pretty good shape. So I was like, well, you probably could still play if you had. <laughs> and I still can't remember his, I, I'm going to have to Google it at some point. But yes, there were, there were a lot of alumni out there. It was really good to see. There were a lot of fans out there too. I think we saw a couple of outings from um, the men's and women's basketball teams. I saw there were, there were a couple of ladies in this, there were a couple of ladies from women's basketball in the stands. I think, um, you know, Bernardo De Silva, Jovan McClanahan, and Amora Lotto, they were actually on the track. I like saying the, I, I like saying Jovan McClanahan's name. I don't know why. <laughs> it's such a fun thing. It I mean, is a fun name to say. And then, yeah, and <laughs> honestly, Jovan, Jovan gets a lot of love from Tanner and everybody else on our desk. You know, they, they were kind of like over under on how many points he scores and he hit the over every time, I think, when they did that. Yeah, because... You know, as they sent out the Michael Jordan meme, and I took that personally. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> oh man, we should. There, there was a lot to break down. I mean, there. I, I kind of want to get. I don't know how much you're allowed to tell us as a recruiting intern. I know we just had we just had a conversation, or Bodie just had a conversation about what he can and cannot say. And I think he's gonna have to rack his brain to think about what he is gonna say on this. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yikes. What can you say about this team or the staff that you would want the public to know? I think I can say this. They're all super nice people. Like, I mean, it's not a secret. They're all very, very welcoming. <laughs> like, I, again, I was not on the previous set, so I don't know, like, you know, anything. But I, I can honestly tell you, this is a – Complete 180 to, you know, what I saw from at least the outside from the previous regime. They're all very, very nice people. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. You know, I mean, we, we have talked to a couple of these coaches, and they, they are very nice. And then, you know, everybody's trying to get into the, um, you know, they're trying to see what this new team is going to be like, what the quarterback battle is. That was a really serious question on Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. You know, some people, yeah. You got the, in, in quotes, incumbent, kind of, in Brandon Shager. And you've also got lefty, I like that, lefty, coming over from Washington State in Cam and Cooper. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things because we, the reporters are kind of, everybody's kind of like it's going to be between those two. But I think a really dark horse candidate is Chad Owens Jr., isn't he? Because, get, but I, the, the one thing that's throwing people off is how small he is. He's about 5'9". Five, 5'9", five, nine, nine, 175. Yeah, but, you know, when we were, when the media was watching him, he was making all of these throws, and, you know, he, he showed a lot more, I think, mobility, I guess, than a lot of other people. Oh, my God. You know what this reminds me of? Trace McSorley, throw it on a dime. Like, I ain't even trying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that your song for this week? Yep, sure. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> Trace McSorley. But, but yeah, yeah, and, and then everybody's kind of torn on it. I mean, some people I've heard some people say Shager. Some people are like Cammons, probably the better one. But nobody, nobody really knows. I mean, I think it's, I think it's something like Timmy said. It's really, it's too early for them to determine to make that determination. Yeah, it's not even summer yet. Like it, it was, it was the first week of practice. Let's be, yeah. let's be real. And then we haven't even had the spring game. Which, uh, if you want to come to that, April sixteenth. <laughs> Yes, way to get your way to get the plug in, and, <laughs> but yes, I think there were a lot of very interesting things. So I think um, Leonard Lee, he he actually had a couple picks during spring practice. Yeah, right? he looked really good on Saturday. Yeah, so I mean, that's something I can actually a- ask and talk about because I was not there. I had to go make tacos, and then book it over to men's volleyball. <laughs> yeah, so Saturday was it was it was really good. It was really hot actually. I'm I'm actually sunburnt on my forehead, um, which is kind of depressing almost not depressing but it hurt i'm not gonna lie when i'm taking a shot when i was taking a shower i was like i felt it and i was like it hurt and then it was a lot of fun i mean we got to see a lot of great people out there um you know like you said john or you saw rj hollins you saw wait john or john or oh he was out there he was out there oh. with um with his brother no he was just out there watching i think oh. and then you had cool. you had rj and then mm-hmm. um I'm trying to remember who else um, is Daryl McBride out there? No, I don't think so. I don't, does he even live? 
Jeez, me. Oh, no, that's right. I think he's a football coach uh, or he's a high school sc- coach out on the, on the continent, main. right? Yeah, so I think – but there are a lot of alumni out there. That's why I was like, I can't remember who whose hand I shook, and I'm like, I'm really sorry. And, you know, I, I, I hurt – I still can't uh, – See that's something that I okay so this is something I'm gonna get off top, I'm gonna get off topic but that's something I really like now that like COVID's like on the decline ish like now I don't have to like be awkward when I meet people I can just go in and shake their hand and not think am I about to die yeah it's funny you mentioned that because when we were on the track Saturday there were maybe three people that entire on that entire track wearing masks. It was me and Christian Christian Shimabuku from um, KHON and Alan Hoshida from KHON, also from KHON. And everybody else was maskless, and we were kind of just like, oh, it's like the mask gang, you know, ha, ha, ha. And it was like, and then, doing, you know, cracking jokes. And we were kind of like, it, it was really fun to be there, I mean, first off. Um, I was kind of disappointed you weren't there because I wanted to win <laughs> that. I wanted to win that wager, you know, where's Bodie? Where's Waldo Bodie version? <laughs> that sort of thing. And. Yeah, you know, it's I'm it, it was a really good experience. I think a lot of people should actually come out when it's not going to be it in the middle of the afternoon and the hottest point of the day. I think this week is probably on the grass fields right on in like 9 in the morning. Beats me, man. Dude, I don't know. I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> the the amazing. You're, you're like a cat, huh? You just follow wherever they take you. Yeah, pretty much. Don't, don't think about it too much when I'm gone. When I'm there, happy to see you. <laughs> but uh, moving on to professional football now, because we got to, or at least. We missed a lot. We, we did miss a lot. This is something we really like to talk about. Before we get started, I just, we want to get this out of the way. Deshaun Watson is now a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. It's not a great look for the Shield. I don't know if we're going to be talking about that. About no, the we side. won't. Yeah. No. We're not yeah. going to talk about that outside we just, of We just want to put it out there that he's with the Browns. We, we, we put out stuff last week about this, and while it wasn't – I don't think it, it was – It wasn't stu- bad. I don't think it was stuff that will get us canceled or anything, but, but it was But we don't just, want to talk about it. It, it, was, it, was just, it was just bothering us to talk about it, I think. It's not good. There, there was – yeah. Moving on. Tyreek Hill is now a Dolphin. Like, how crazy is that? Oh, my I, God. And the, the endless memes. If Tanner were here – He'd smack me right in the face. Yes, and then he'd show you. He'd be. Then he'd get in your face again about the memes, and then I was actually surprised because this was like this was this happened at like twelve thirty Eastern or something. So it was like I woke up at like eight, and then I was like all these things. I was like Tyreek to the Dolphins. Like Tyreek wants out. Okay, or like they're not going to get anywhere near the extension. So Tyreek wants a trade. Kansas City's going to seek the trade, and then Tyreek traded to Dolphins. That all of that was in the span of about four hours. Would you say? Yeah, around there. And it was like I woke up. I was like, "What the?" I'm not gonna lie. To my, <laughs> I know. I know we should be thinking about these people as human beings. Like you know, good, 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 great for Tyreek securing the bay, going to Miami. You know, great city. But my first thought was, "Damn it, there goes my first overall fantasy pick." <laughs> well, that's what everybody was saying. Right? Everybody's like, "Like, why would you get a deep threat when Tua can't throw deep?" So. Here's an interesting thing. So I heard on the PFF Tailgate podcast, apparently, so, you know, back when Tua, Tua was at Alabama, he had Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, right. uh, Jalen Waddle. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. He so, apparently, like, was high up there, if not leading the nation in, like, deep passing yards. <laughs> That's what I don't get, because everybody making that joke, but it's like, even if he doesn't throw it accurate deeply, you still give Tyreek Hill the ball in, like, a 10-yard in. And open field, he's still just as dangerous. And, like, I mean, do you even really need to, like, be spot on when it's Tyreek Hill and he's going to have, like, three steps on a receiver? I think you can't. As long as he's not Mitchell Trubisky. You can't overthrow okay. him, and you, but, but you can't overthrow him to where he can't get the ball, and you can't underthrow it to where the defender. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's the thing, though, is that everybody's like, Mike McDaniel's probably going to use him like Debo, he did with Debo Samuel in San Francisco, right? So. I mean,. Interesting usage. And then I, everybody's making the jokes about how Debo's like 40 pounds heavier than Tyreek. And I mean, they are different styles of receiver. Yeah. Tyreek, well, well, he's not just a deep threat anymore. He can run like that quick, like, I guess, 
screen game, I guess. I, I'm not entirely sure what to call it. But he, yeah. he can play the, you know, the short game. And, you know, music is close enough to, like, book it upfield. Debo is kind of like, you know, I mean, we've heard the meme so much. He's a wide running back. <laughs> <laughs> or a wide receiving back. He's an NFL record for most wrestling touchdowns in a season by a receiver. But, yeah, he... He is that kind of guy that you're going to, like, you can hand it off to, and he's going to, like, there's the potential to truck stick a guy. It's not even that, too. He's just, like, he could hurdle you, too, I think. Or not hurdle you, but he could definitely clear you if you went low. And it's a very different style of play, and I think it's actually not, I want to fact check this. I don't think it's 40. I think it's 30 pounds he has on Tyree. I have to double check that one, but. It's not even that bad. I think I think Tyreek's like one eighty five. That's why. So Debo's like two fifteen. I think I believe like Tyreek can run that fast at like one eighty. Uh, I think he could. I, I kind of get. I think it's more. It's it's more of an issue when you're heavier, right? When you're able to run that fast. Yeah, but like I'm one fifteen, and I probably run like a five oh seven. That's better than mine. I'll give you that. <laughs> that's what we should do. We should have a Kaleo Pro Day. We'll see how fast all of us runs. You don't want to see me run. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think I do. I would never make it 40 yards. <laughs> like, seriously. It's just the, it's the length or it's the, the width of a football field. Right? No, it's about width of the football field is about 53 yards. Oh, is it 53? 53 and a half. Bodie's going to Google that for us, but yes. Um, there were a lot of big things we've missed. Did we even talk about Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos? No, we have not. That should be interesting. No offense now, uh, Seattle Seahawks, and so is Drew Locke. Yeah, and it <laughs> everybody's kind of making the jokes now because they're like, the intent is to sign DK Met, re-sign DK Metcalf, and everybody's like, the intent is not for Russell Wilson to be traded or for Russell Wilson to Russell Wilson to not be traded. They if they that. trade DK Metcalf, it I'm is... pretty sure my boss might just die. Dude, I, I, why would you do that? I, I can kind of see. I he's... can see Russell Wilson because he's, he's he's not going to get an oldish. He wasn't going to get. He wasn't going to sign an extension. And get that too. But DK's 24. He can afford to be around in a recap in a rebuild, especially when the wide receiver market is very very um, bad. Well, it's bad. It's it's a good time to be a it's a good time to be a buyer, I think, but it's a bad time to be a seller, which is what Seattle is, would be, right? No, it, it's so it's good to be a receiver, bad to be a team, because if you're a team, if Christian Kirk can become the third highest paid receiver yearly, DK is gonna just like break your bank. I think he's going to get Devontae money, too, I think. That's going to be the main thing. He should get Devontae. He, he's a freak. Like, not in a bad way. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because he runs track, too, right? He looks – he's – DK's – DK's DK. <laughs> he's, like, jacked. He can run. Can I, can I like, at least get one of those things? <laughs> Damn it. Even half, man. I would yeah, it's like half. Yeah. He's pretty much the... I don't want to say something that's sort of like wrong or anything, but you ever, you ever read those like Tinder jokes where everybody's like, how tall are you or whatever? Do you ever see those where it's like people put the screenshots and it's like every time somebody asks like a guy what how tall he is, like they post those and it's like, so basically, my twin, my Tinder profile says I'm like six six. Well, don't you have a girlfriend? I would hope you don't. Yes, have a t- I do. I, I hope a, you don't have a. T- it was a joke. It was a joke for comedic purposes. Disclaimer: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've never. This reminds me of the tweet that I put out that every time I smile, everyone seems to think I'm up to something. Why? What, what did Tanner say? It was, it was because you're a mischief, mischievous little boy or something. <laughs> One, that sounds super creepy. It sounds like he's about to stuff me in his white van. And two, 
<laughs> Hire me. Uh, Bodie Asimoto, 5'5", five, five prankster from Honolulu, Hawaii. Let's go, team. I think he's rated three stars on 247. Really? I, saw, I, think, I think I saw four on Rivals. On Rivals? Yeah. What, what did ESPN give you, the full five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what else has happened? Uh, the Patriots signed Jabril Peppers, and they've lost a ton of everything. This is... I think, yeah, they traded Shaq Mason for peanuts. Yeah, why? I'm very upset. Tom Brady came back. I'm very upset. Matt Ryan got traded to the Colts. That That is weird. I cannot imagine that. Indianapolis is just going to have a different quarterback every year, huh? So is it, yeah, it's just going to be some random old guy you completely forgot about. Oh, my God. They're the Cardinals now. No Arizona way. Cardinals North. <laughs> oh, and another thing, the uh, Saints just signed uh, Andy Dalton recently. Yes, that was, that yeah, was just today. It. Yeah. And then they re-signed Jameis. Mm-hmm. So it'll it'll be a battle between the Red Rifle and a famous Jameis. <laughs> Are we just assuming that Taysom Hill is not a glorified tight end? Yeah, isn't wait didn't that isn't that what the report said that he's that like Dennis Allen said he's focusing more on being a tight end. What what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> like that's isn't that Taysom Hill's biggest selling point that you can put him anywhere and the Defense doesn't know what he's going to do. That's true. You could, it, I feel like that's something that the New Orleans should take advantage of, right? Because you could have him go in motion, do play action fake handoffs with him. Because he could easily be throwing it instead. It's just like, so, I don't know if you remember this a while back. I remember when Giselle, uh, Tom Brady's husband, said, my husband can't throw and catch the ball. <laughs> I want to see a day that Taysom Hill throws to Taysom Hill. And not like the Marcus Mariota to Marcus Mariota way. I want him to throw, like, a 40-yard bomb to himself. Oh, he'd have to throw it up in there for a while because it'd have to be... It's fine. They, they're in a dome stadium. He can throw it through. It'll, like, lose some velocity and then it'll Because he has back to be to on the move, throw it hard, high enough and slow enough for about... So it, it's in the air for about two or three seconds. Probably close to, like, four and a half. Four and a half, because you figure what goes up must come down, right? So it'd probably be about three. It sounds like we're talking about physics. I I was very bad at physics. I was very fat, very bad at physics too. But that's something that stuck with me is that the arc of the ball, the arc of the covenant. <laughs> yes, Bodie, the arc of the covenant <laughs> goes all the way up, and then it starts to come back down too. So that's why when you're playing basketball, you don't have to like chuck, you don't have to throw it as hard as you can from full court. You just have to make sure it goes about halfway to three quarters. And just like gravity do its thing. You clearly haven't seen my basketball shot. I should actually. I'm surprised nobody got a video from that one practice. Don't. Or scrimmage. Don't. <laughs> if you're listening, Timmy, uh, Coach Sheffield, Silas, don't don't put it out there. I'm begging you, please, no. That's the one thing we forgot to do. If anybody has ever reached this point, and you have a question for Timmy Chang, before, what Saturday. Drop it and drop it in our Twitter, on the Twitter, um, on our post. We're gonna Are put you on gonna Twitter. Go ask it at post game or at uh, post post practice. No, if anybody actually does happen to put anything out there, don't put a hint as well, Bodie. If anybody happens to put anything out there it's at this point, I might ask it depending on how good of a question it is. Yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty good. I don't know if anyone's listening right now, but If somebody is. (laughs) Shout out to you, man. Or woman. Or child. (laughs) I don't know. Person? (laughs) Thing? I don't know. Something. Skateboard, yes. Skate attack helicopter. Okay, now now I'm actually going to get canceled because that's that's insensitive? Is that insensitive? I don't know. I don't know. That's the the general thing, right? Because whenever you're making fun of... uh, Something. I, I Actually, maybe you do would get canceled for that. I think it reminds me of, you know, the um, the the office meme where Michael goes, boom, roasted, boom, canceled. Oh. But. She got a stamp. That would be amazing. Kind of like the Staples easy button. 
but instead it's boom canceled and it's like one of those things I can like it's like a rejected stamp can someone give me that I, I want that for my for like Christmas or for my birthday I want a rejected stamp and some red ink but I think we've pretty much uh gone a little bit insane so yes we no I'm just playing of course we have <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I said as he dropped his pen, from myself, Bodhi Asimoto, and my editor, Reese Nagoka. Wait, we didn't, we didn't actually, I didn't actually say anything. Um, this is likely my last episode. Oh, yes. yes. Or at least my last regular episode. He might I come back. definitely do want to be back for the draft special, but. I actually, we might actually put an episode by the time before draft episode yeah who knows it, it's been crazy ish this semester but i'm leaving it hopefully in the capable hands of reese and tanner you guys got this but for myself Bodhi asimoto it's been an absolute pleasure doing this podcast for about a semester about a semester and a half <laughs> i sound like a joke but you no know, for real like it's yeah, been this it's been, been amazing i mean because this was just a brainchild when i started here and like to see it fully fleshed out now it and like people are listening to this too like that, that's the crazy part to me but yeah th- this it just to uh to end it on a stupid note like i always do like twice said you make me feel special Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> now, now for real. Now for real. For real. For myself, Bodhi Asimoto, and my editor, Reese Nagoka, thanks for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. Take care. Shoots. <laughs>